This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the, the sous chef of the garden, and it's me, <laughs> Frank Proctor. Yeah, I had to look down to my name tag. Wait, with Frankie. Yeah, that's me. And there is James Patrick Dooley. Uh, he's manning the phones and all the other buttons and stuff like that. And uh, that's the first voice you're going to hear. And it's a melodious voice, too. It is. Yes, yeah. He's Hello. very talented. Oh, yes. Hello, James Dooley here. No. Oh, yeah, he does. The Garden Show. This the is garden. The Garden this, Show. This is The Garden Show. Yes. James here. Yeah. So give him a call, and I better give the numbers. The mayor, I got all wound up last week and forgot the damn numbers. Okay. <laughs> 416. Yes, unlike this okay. week. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 416-360-4740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And speaking of Mr. Dooley, let him know if you're a first-time caller, and then we haul out the chimes, mm-hmm. and you're, you know... You're welcoming it's like, chimes. It's like Cla- Clarence getting the... Yeah, they, there you go, there they are. There yeah. they are, yep. yep. It's magic. And, <laughs> of radio. Yeah. And then there's a mantra. There's a mantra, there is, and I can do it by memory. Okay. okay. Call early, call often, one question per call. Or... Patrolman Proctor pulls you over and get a ticket. Get a ticket, okay. exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, I know that you're on a roll here, yeah, so I do know. what you got to do. Okay, <clears throat> I, so I went up to see um, Steve uh, Steve Michaels, Elvis impersonator yes. at the Rose Theater last night. Mm-hmm. He was spectacular, okay. absolutely spectacular. Uh, but before so that... So the connection to the gardening show is the Rose Theater in Brampton, okay? Yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, good. Uh, and then I was looking around. I was out there way, way early, about 5 o'clock. So I'm looking around for some place to grab a bite to eat. And I happened across Cheers Lounge on Queen Street. And uh, I walked in, and it's run by uh, uh, David and his son, Daniel. Now, Daniel, this young guy, he whipped up some wings for me that were the best wings I've ever had. They were kind of sour and sweet all at the same time. Well, there you go. So for the best wings in town, Cheers Cheers Lounge Lounge in Brampton on Queen Street. 18 Queen Street East. (laughs) In Brampton. Yeah. But, oh, I forgot. Okay. (gasps) Michael, the brother to the owner, he delivers peat moss, for God's oh, right. sake. That's all the other over. connection yeah, that's to the, the gardening show. So Excellent. They, they Segways. All, it all happened. Okay, but a great spot, and uh, hello to you guys. Uh, I spent I about three hours with him. James okay. is going, okay, <laughs> I think we're back. <laughs> uh, okay, can I, can I oh, bust in now and say can. something? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Good, good, good. <laughs> Here we go. Yep, yep, yep. Speaking of shout-outs, I want to yeah. say a big hello to Jennifer Stein. I met a friend of yours, yes. Jennifer Stein, yesterday. She works with Illuminato, and she works with the Pan Am Games. Yep. And she's lovely, and she knows you, and she, I guess, worked with Di. And uh, we had a great old, ch- great old chat. And there's some pretty exciting things coming up at Illuminato this coming oh, yeah. June. So stay tuned for that. There'll be the more, to, more to follow on that. Pan Am Games tickets are on sale now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'll tell you about that later. <clears throat> okay, good. Now, let's just get into a few quick 
quick announcement since we have several seconds left. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I've already told you about the Royal Botanical Gardens (laughs) and how they've got all this cool and fun holiday traditional Mm -hmm. railroads and Santa Claus and cider and choir singing, et cetera, et cetera. So every weekend, right up until January the 4th, check it out at rbg.ca if you would like to uh, get involved. We, we have another special event going on. One was last night. The next one is December 19th, evening of Friday, December 19th, called The Spirit of Nature at Night. So it, mm. it's a through, it's, a, it's an interpretive hike yep. in the dark. So you're, oh, yeah, neat. yeah. So you dress to be outside, and of course you're with some people who mm-hmm. know what's going on, and you can identify sounds and stars and maybe little, you know, footprints yeah. and that sort of thing. So pretty fun. And so again, rbg.ca. Uh, remember as well, the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society is hosting their meeting on December the 14th, 1 to 4 p.m. at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, which of course is Leslie and Lawrence Avenue. The um, They're going to be have a, have a presentation by Wolfgang Bonham on the history and art oh, yeah, of dry stone walls. Yeah, yeah, I like Wolfgang. Wolfgang Bonham. Yeah. <clears throat> Wolf is a sweetheart. Free admission, of course. Free parking, fully accessible, lots of snacks. Everyone is welcome. So head on down there on December the 14th. And gifts for gardeners. Yeah. I just want to share quickly with you oh, yeah. one really good idea. If you've got a gardener on the list or you're a gardener who wants to something. Give yourself that, a present. Well, or tell somebody to give you this present. Every year, the Toronto Gardener's Journal is published by Margaret Bennett Alder and her son. She's been doing this for, I don't know how many years, at least 10, 15, Uh gosh, maybe more, 20 years. It's a source book. So it's updated every year with um, all the latest uh, sources. So that would include blogs and websites and radio shows and TV, etc. But it is designed as a journal because if nothing else, we need to track what's going on in our gardens so we can always compare and keep Keep track of what works and what doesn't work from year to year because, yeah. you know, we do forget. It also is full of tips. And the tip this week, I want to, oh, I've, the tip this week is in my source book for 2014, which <laughs> I'm not carrying with me right now. But the bottom line is every week there is a tip. It's about four inches wide by uh, about six inches. Yeah, it's a very, yeah. very But it's, it's really, a, a, looks like a well-produced book. Okay. And so then you're going to say, but how do I get this book? Yes. How do you get the book? Oh. I should know that. <laughs> Telephone. <laughs> the ever-prepared Charlie Dobbin. Oh, will you shush? Okay. <laughs> you can order this book over the, by going to torontogardenbook.com. Okay. Okay. How simple is that? Toronto Garden Book. Now, it's not just for Toronto gardeners. It is for all of uh, southern Ontario, really. Uh, so, of course, the website, torontogardenbook.com. Email gardenbook at Rogers. Dot com or give them a call. Actually, give, give Margaret a call at 416-488-3368. We'll repeat that a little bit later. I like the little line they got in the back. More useful than any tool in the shed. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, well, uh, are we pretty well I think, through it? <laughs> I think we're okay with all of our shout-outs and <laughs> yeah, announcements yeah, and so. uh, sharing of uh, details. And we can, at some point, talk to some of our callers Wouldn't who are waiting. Nice? Do you know mm. what I think we've got to do? We've got to take a little break right away. And, and we'll do that and then get back and say hi to Lou and Bob who are on the line uh, waiting to talk to Charlie Dobbin on The Garden Show, AM 740 Zoomer Radio. Don't change the radio station. 
Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And tagging along for the ride and having lots of fun here, Frank Proctor, uh, welcoming Lou from King City to the line. Hey, Lou, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, uh, Lou. Yes, a uh, quick question. Uh, I know you had this question before. Uh, the canna lilies roots, mm-hmm. bulbs, uh, the roots for the bulbs, do you mm-hmm. cut them off or you, don't you? So you've okay. So obviously you've had a good frost, and all the foliage is dead above ground. Right. So you've dug up the rhizomes, right? And um, and so you're wondering about all those little, the small little roots that come off of the big tuberous rhizomes. That's right. All the, all those. Well, they're fairly long. They're not yeah. small. Right. Yeah. So um, you can definitely cut them off uh, once the plant once the they've you've dried out the tuber a little bit, uh, a week to ten days, just in a dry preferably dark, cool location. Uh, with your hands, just rub any of the dirt off. You don't have to make it totally clean, but just any chunks of, of earth that might still be attached, remove that. And then you can trim up the, the uh, rhizomes if you like. The thing we have to remember, though, is when you open a wound, because you are going to you know, open a, a, by cutting anything away, you now are going to expose some flesh, you're going to have to leave those out for another week or so just to dry a bit more before you pack them away into some pieces moss or or whatever you're packing them into to store them for the winter okay and uh, is there a powder that uh, i can use to uh, avoid the mildew or mold there used to be quite a few powdered fungicides on the market prior to the change in the uh, pesticide act now you should be able to get powdered sulfur which is the fungicide that we use uh, for controlling fungal diseases. Whether it would still be available or not in a garden center, I'm not sure, but it's certainly worth trying. You're in King City, so you're probably your closest garden center might be Terra Greenhouses or Angelo's down on Highway 7. You could go to either of those places and see if they have any powdered fungicide still for sale. Good, good. And one thing, the telephone numbers you're giving out, is it 6 740 or 47? Uh, 4740. Uh, that's 416-360-4740. I tried that last week, and I was getting a private number. Oh, for gosh Over sakes. and over. Oh. But I, I did try 0740. This is the one I got through yeah, with. That's right. Yep. Is, yep. Now, wait a minute. So, no, wait, did I give the wrong billing number? <laughs> have, I, have I been given James, the wrong number? James, help. Help. What is it, James. <laughs> I, I've written down the wrong number, I think, after all these years. What the heck am I doing? I'm losing my mind. Uh, okay. the, uh, the correct number to give out is... Oh, listen to the voice now. We're here. 416-360-0740. Yes. Zero seven zero seven Jeez. Lou, my apologies. That was me. That's that was why me. Everybody, that's why you had open lines last week. <laughs> Lord. And somebody out there really hates us. Yeah. Because they've been getting a lot of calls. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And you did it again this morning. You're right. Oh, man. Thank you, Lou. Lou. I'm going to stay on top of you. I owe you. I owe you. <laughs> he, he, he really okay. needs to be controlled. All right. <laughs> Appreciate oh, it. I'm open for dinner. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, hot Buddy, you guys good. could go yeah. to Cheers together. Yeah. Because he's not that far from Brampton. He's in oh, King City, that's remember? Right. Well, there, I, next I, time you're going for wings, Frank's uh, going to call you, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks. You got Have it, bud. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Isn't that awful? All right. Wow. That's awful. And, yeah. Well, I think my mind... we should get that tattooed on you. 
that oh, proper number. Yes. Then we won't lose it, will we? I can't believe it did that. Anyway, two okay. weeks in a row. Okay, uh, yeah. had we better take a little break here. I Let's think. clarify the number before uh, yes. we take a break. All right, Here's the, here is the correct number, and thank you, James. 416 Four zero or zero seven forty. Oh Excellent. my gosh! And then anywhere else in the province, it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And I've talked myself into a corner here. We have to take a little bit of a break, or we'll get really uh, all backed up. So uh, we'll be back in just a moment, Charlie and I, and James Dooley. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And here we are at 926 already in the morning show Mm -hmm. and the garden show with Charlie. Mm -hmm. And we have people on the line waiting. So, hi. People who've got the right number. Yes, I'm so sorry. Uh, Bob (laughs) in Don Mills. Hello, Bob. Uh, Hi, Charlie and Frank. How are you two? Good morning. I'm I'm chastised. By the way, the lady at the other numbers has this very nice voice, and she's probably somewhat confused by all of the questions <gasps> about gardens. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you need to send her flowers. I do. <laughs> yes. You're right. Well, I know where I can get them. I have a good friend. We have a problem here between uh-huh. the area between our house and our neighbor's house. Uh, mm-hmm. it, we want to do something with it because our dining room uh, window mm-hmm. looks out on it, and uh, we're, right now we're looking out on the black wall and pipes and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem area, the width between the properties is uh, 10 feet, mm-hmm. and we have, of course, we have 5 feet of that, mm-hmm. and it's 14, 15 feet long, 8 feet of that has a northerly exposure once it goes beyond the house, and the soil is poor. Mm-hmm. So we've been trying to do things with it. We put uh, evergreens in pots, but they died uh, with the, the wind whipping in out of the north. Uh, we put in a yew bush. Uh, it worked, but it's small. And I guess our question is, how does one get a good view from our window? <laughs> How do we do something either 14 feet long and 60 feet high, or mm-hmm. do we focus on the window and build a trellis in front? If you had a problem like that, Charlie, the, how would you approach it? Well, that's a great question, Bob. The, and I think you've had that experience of trying to get some, something to grow. <clears throat> it hasn't been super successful for those reasons you mentioned. It's dark. The soil is probably not particularly great in that narrow space, and the wind really whips through. Mm-hmm. Uh, my impulse right away would be to go to a structure. Uh, it might be a trellis. It might be a custom uh, screen of some kind. Does it need to go the whole 15 feet or could it be something that's more, you know, sort of eight feet just because, you know, working with regular lengths of wood, uh, you know, you can sort of do something eight by and then the height would be very dependent on the, the height of the window and, you know, where the, the lookout is, whether you need to go six feet high or higher with something like that. And I would make it fairly decorative because to grow something on – I mean, just trying to think. In the summer, you could grow hmm, fairly shady spot, though. So a vine that's going to go up well. I mean, there are some vines that will grow up into the shade in pretty poor conditions. Uh, one is called Dutchman's Pipe is the uh, common name. Because the little flowers look like a little oh, okay. Dutchman's pipe. You know, it's that little curved pipe. Right. Uh, and that's an akebia, yes, is the proper name. There's also a silver lace vine will grow in fairly horrendous conditions. So a couple of nice vines would give you some coverage during the growing season. But in the winter, of course, it would just be the screen. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would make it fairly good looking. I wouldn't make it uh, super rustic or anything like that. Wonderful. So 
sounds like we should be calling a professional in, I would think. Uh, uh, yes, a woodworker would be good. There are – now, I'm just trying to see if – I would do some Googling if I were you because there are some very cool uh, – they're not necessarily custom, but they, they are – Hmm. Components that are made by different companies that can be used for in different situations to provide those decorative screens. Um, now, you will need a professional to do a in proper installation right. because this is not something that can just float on the ground. This really needs to go properly, you know, yep. well, well um, placed foundation. Um, but other than that, yeah, I would do it. Just do a little bit of uh, googling, and uh, if I have a minute here, I'll give you the name of a company that I love that does really neat things. Some is super modern, some is more classic. Um, but yeah, and of course. The Home Depots of the world, many of the garden centers, they'll carry that kind of thing in season as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So just thank stay tuned, so I guess. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, thanks for that question. It's great. Bye-bye for now. Ha- have a great day, Bob, and thank, thank you for you. joining us here on The Garden Show from AM740, Zoomer Radio. Charlie, uh, you're all set to talk to uh, well, somebody in your neck of the woods, Richmond Hill. Paul is on the line. Hi, Paul. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Um, my local store, grocery store, had uh, boxes of tulips, daffodils, whatever, for 50 cents a box. So I bought a load of them, and I've got them in my back porch. Now, I want to kind of try to force them. All of them? Um, Somebody said put them in the fridge. Well, hold on. Like, how many boxes did you buy? About 10. Mm, And in each box, how many bulbs? Six. Oh, okay. Like, there's tulips, there's daffodils, you know, I can name the spring flowers. Right. Now, is my porch, like, it's a a, a back entrance. Mm -hmm. Is that, they're in a cardboard box, their own cardboard box, and then I've got them in a bigger cardboard box. Now, when can I start forcing them? Oh, okay. So, yeah, if you're not going into the ground with them, forcing them is great. However... You can't leave them in the cardboard. They've got to go into pots with potting soil. Okay. Now, six-inch plastic, just cheap, you know, green plastic, cheap pots, you can likely fit all six bulbs into one pot. Right on. So, you know, six pots, potting soil. When you force bulbs, we plant them a little differently than when we do in the ground because, of course, it's always pointy end up. But in the ground, of course, the bulbs go down several inches. Whereas right. when we're forcing, we just put the bulb under the surface of the soil so the little pointy top is just poking out through the top of the, the soil, the Perfect. level. The other thing is that in pots, we jam the bulbs in as tight as we can. They can be touching, not a problem. In the real world of outdoors, we never plant bulbs touching. We always leave a couple inches between. So there you are with your six pots. Each one is crammed full of bulbs. You're going to water once, allow that water to drain through. Then each of those pots... Now, if you want to use your porch, that's fine. You've got a big cardboard box, great. Fill it with a bunch of crumpled up newspaper. Get those pots, put them in that box with the crumpled up newspaper, more newspaper on top. Uh, so you want, uh, you're going to insulate with the crumpled up newspaper because of the air right. in there is going to help temper the extremes of temperature. Right. You want refrigerator temperatures. You do not want to go below zero for, okay, for those bulbs. So anything above zero, five to 10 is optimal Celsius. And you've got to mark your calendar. And in about 12, 13 weeks, you're going to open up the box and all, there's going to be a little growth starting. Right. And you don't have to take all pots, all the pots out at once. What I would do is I'd take out one a week right. and, uh, and enjoy the flowers and enjoy right. the fragrance and enjoy the spring uh, early this year and just let it last for, the, for six weeks if you can. Okay. So you're saying don't keep the box outside, even with the crop of paper, whatever, if it gets below zero. 
girl. That's right. Okay. Yep. Now, when you're saying we, you mean the royal we, like me. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were coming over. Okay, oh, you can you do very, this. Very it's fun. It's a very fun thing to do. And you just, it seems like it's kind of a lot of work now, but it's so worth it. You'll oh, love no, it. No, it's not work. I just, you know, it's just every year I go uh, out and spend like six, eight dollars yeah. and they only last for a week. Exactly. So now you're going to do it yourself for yeah. 50 cents. And I saved, you know, like tons of cash. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Well, speaking okay, of cash, thank Paul. You. Paul, uh, you know, Charlie could come over to your place if you've got a wad of cash. No, right. I'll give her the wrong number. <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh. We're good at that, I, eh? I'll never be forgiven yes, for this. thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Oh, dear. Yeah, you're, it's good. Big, I like it. I like uh, when the callers you, uh, pick yeah, up you, on how to harass you. <laughs> <laughs> Bob in Port Hope. Hey, first timer. Let's hey, get those chimes. Welcome, there we are. Rob. Hiya. Rob? Hello there. Uh, I was listening to your program uh, a week or two ago, and uh, Charlie was talking about taking Frank uh, to uh, High Park yeah. to collect yeah. nuts. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering how one goes about growing the nuts. Oh, the, the, yeah, there were acorns that we were collecting. Right. Oh, so that's a good question. Um, well, I, I, I was thinking specifically of edible chestnuts. The kind you get from uh, uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know what? It'd be very similar, except in the case of a chestnut, it's got that soft skin on the outside. Well, it's not that soft, but, you know, it's actually spiky when it dries out. But you'd have to break off that outer husk, and inside is that shiny chestnut. Mm-hmm. Right. And you would do with that what we are currently doing with our acorns. Two options. One is you take that either chestnut or acorn and plant it where you want it to grow. And we could do that now, plant it out, down, underground, be out all winter. How, how, how deep? Uh, um, uh, about two inches. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, you don't have to go super deep, but just uh, about two inches. And you don't have to crack the shell or anything? Not if you're going to plant it directly outside now. You would just pretend you're a squirrel, bury it, and then protect it from the squirrels. And make sure no squirrel watches you do that because they'll come and take it, right? Yeah, yeah. So right. Th- that's the one disadvantage of planting it directly outdoors now is that a squirrel could come along and, and mess around with your, your, your new garden. So what we're doing instead of planting directly outside is we are, doing, we are starting these little seeds. You could do it with chestnut and we're doing it with acorns. Uh, indoors. So we've soaked them for one week in just room temperature water in a, you know, a measuring cup full of water. Then we've taken those, the heavy ones, because if any of them float, we discard those. They're not going to grow. But if they sink to the bottom and they stay at the bottom, those are the ones that are good viability mm-hmm. and good chance of growing. We've moistened peat moss, we've, sorry, well, in my case, potting soil or peat moss in a plastic bag. The heavy, <laughs> moist, Nuts have gone into that moist potting soil, and now those bags are in the refrigerator and are staying there all winter. Come 16 weeks later, again, mark the calendar, 16 weeks later, we are going to actually plant these little ready-to-go nuts in pots. But you're Will right. Have sprouted or anything like No, that? because at that point, you're right, we are going to nick the seed coat. We are going to either use a knife or we're going to use some sandpaper and we're going to just do some rubbing to saw, like to break slightly, mm-hmm. um, lessen the, the tension within the seed coat. We're going to uh, plant and we expect them to sprout by May. Oh. Yeah. 
Very good. And it's going to take years to get trees, but we still think it's a fun project. Um, I, my daughter inspired me to do this because her cousin just gave birth to a little baby girl. And so my daughter said, oh, we have to do something, something some long-term mm. project uh, on, in honor of this little baby, well, my niece's daughter. So I was like, okay, well, she wanted to go out and buy a tree. I said, honey, we could just collect <laughs> some acorns. <laughs> Great idea. Would, would this work uh, with the uh, edible chestnuts uh, that you get from Italy? It may, I mean, you, if you've collected some chestnuts and brought them back from Italy, it, it would likely work. The question is, would these plants survive in our world with our kind of winters is another question. So I can look into that if you like. Oh, good, good. Okay, I will report back. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, thanks for your call. I'll try that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. There you go. Good, good call. Thank you very much, Rob. And... Uh, my golly, what time is it here? Oh, no, we've got time for another call here. Oh, do we? Okay. Yep, yep, we do. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's a, a lovely lady out there in uh, Scarborough, Dorothy, first-time caller. Let's get the old... There they are. Uh-huh. Ding. Hello, Dorothy. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show, Dorothy. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm calling in regards to a pyrus red spire tree I have in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And my, the tree is fine, but it, it does uh, have a berry on it mm-hmm. in the fall. And, um, and shriv- my dog is eating them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and oh I'm kind of concerned whether they they're, they can do any harm to him. No, they there. shouldn't. Pyrus is a is a pear. Uh-huh. And so those little berries are actually, I mean, these are what we consider uh, sterile trees. They don't bear real fruit, like real pears. That's but right. they do have these little sort of gnarly, shriveled up berries, which, as to the best of my knowledge, being a member of the pear family, are not uh, toxic at all to human beings and shouldn't be toxic to dogs either. Okay, that's great. Okay. I was just a little, he was eating them and I didn't um, see any results. He's just a puppy, you know, oh. three months, and um, I didn't see any bad results from it, so I thought it might be okay, but I just wanted to be, you know, sure. Yeah, for sure. And there is a great website. Um, there's one that's part of Agriculture Canada that lists poisonous plants oh, the, by common name and by Latin name uh, to, for people. And the Veterinary Association has the same list for uh, animals that's uh, what is toxic. Because, you know, things like chocolate we can eat. Of course, dogs can't. So there is, through your, through, if you Google, you know, poisonous to dogs, you will find a, a wonderful list put together by the Veterinary Association. Fine. I'll check that with my vet next week. All righty. Thank Thanks you for so your call, for your Dorothy. Help. My pleasure. Okay. Just had a, a note handed me uh, through the door there from James Dooley, and Bob would like the company name info for that trellis company that you had oh, mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had a chance to look it up okay. yet. But I we'll, will. I will. Keep uh, listening, Bob. Our, oh, as a matter of fact, we're right up to our next break, so it would be a good time for Charlie to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping there and uh, <laughs> follow through on a promise. <laughs> Uh, and meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, you could give the numbers, yeah. Mister. Uh, oh, okay, I'm so all right. Jeez. Oh, okay, here's the number, the Toronto line for the Garden Show. Okay, and I'm reading this now: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. 
Okay. And then anywhere else in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. And I've got to call that poor lady that I've been directing all these calls to. God, poor lady. Oh, dear, I feel so bad. And and Charlie's going to bring me some flowers that I can give her. Oh, I'm uh, very sure, sure. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment here at AM 740, The Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, Lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips, and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden. One quick little thing, if I may uh, mention. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to say hi to Carol Moore, who very kindly uh, bought a little book from me, the, the Day the Welland Canal Monster Met Santa. That's the book that you're the famous writer of. Uh, uh, yes, Published indeed. author. That is exactly right. And if anyone wants to get a hold uh, of me and, and find out how you can get your book that I'll personally dedicate to whomever you wish, by all means, uh, here's my email address. Frank Proctor, that's with an O-R, Proctor, 42 at gmail.com. That's how old you are? <laughs> Don't I wish. 42 yeah, That's when I was born. That's gmail. when I was born. Oh, yeah. You don't need to tell us that. That's okay. Too no, much information. No, no. I'm proud of being... Uh, I look at the, I, these wrinkles I'm proud of. <laughs> it's been a long road, and, it, and there are a lot of potholes along the way, so I've earned every wrinkle. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Write me a little note, and I'll be glad to mail it to you, okay? Um, and I'll, I'll tell you all the... Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain the whole deal. How it yeah, goes. and it's a lovely book. Children it's, love it. It's fun. And uh, it's local. Yep. FrankProctor42, gmail.com. Okay, there you go. Sorry. Okay, so no worries. Um, now, uh, Bob, who called earlier yeah. from Don Mills, and he had that area between the two houses, mm-hmm. and he was trying to figure out how to make a better view from the window. I mentioned that I, I know of a company now. Here's what I'm su- going to suggest, Bob. Hopefully you're standing by, your pencil poised. The, com- the person I know who... I love his products. His name is McCarthy. His last name is McCarthy, and it's called The McCarthy Group. So M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y, The McCarthy Group. They're in Toronto, based in Toronto. It appears, looking quickly at the web that I'm looking at, that they're only showing one screen, and it's called the Alana Sky Collection. But there are other screens that that this company makes. And the deck store appears to carry some of the McCarthy Group products. So that might be the retailer you Mm -hmm. go to, because as far as I know, McCarthy Group, they might sell through through this Toronto address, because there is a contact uh, us right here on the web. So the McCarthy Group, or the deck store for the Alana Sky Collection. Really really good quality. I'm just looking at this. It yeah, it, 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 this stuff is so well designed, <clears throat> excuse me, and so well made, and once installed, it's maintenance-free, and you've uh, got a, a lovely, unusual screen mm-hmm. uh, forever and ever, if you want to. Excellent. Okay. Alrighty, here we are at uh, 945, saying hi to Shelly in St. Catharines. Hello, Shelly. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> you caught me off guard here. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm multitasking. <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, you're a woman um, after all, right? I told you, uh, Charlie, back in October mm-hmm. and uh, about my hibiscus and the aphids. Right. And I, I did it. I, I sprayed them. I waited 10 days. I sprayed them again. Mm-hmm. And everything looked fine. And uh, this week I was looking at uh, two of my plants, and they're back. Oh. 
So what I'd like to know is, is it too soon to spray them again? No, what's going on there likely is, so tell me what you sprayed with. Um, the, the insecticidal soap. Okay. And if you read the instructions on the insecticidal soap uh, container, does it, it should refer to spraying twice. Does it refer to spraying three times? Because you know what it is? It's eggs that are hatching. See, the soap doesn't kill the eggs. The soap, if you spray thoroughly and you coat the bodies of those little pesky insects, they will die. But any eggs will not, and they will hatch, and then you'll spray again. And that's why we have to multi-spray, because we have to get those multi-generations. Okay. Yes, it's saying on the bottle here, repeat weekly until control is desired. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I just I I was just concerned that it, you know I mean they looked so hmm. uh, battered, shall oh, I say, yeah, yeah. after I did them the twice. Yes. And I thought, oh my great, you know, have, have I done something to them here? Okay. So the thing about soap, you know, we think of soap as a really non-toxic item. I mean, it's you know not something we're ever afraid of, but actually, soap is kind is quite hard on plants when it stays on the plant, particularly if the plant is in the sun. Now, of course, your hibiscus is probably in a sunny window, yes, and it is. the soap on the plant with the sun beating in is very tough on the plant. So okay, what I would so suggest... I would be better then to bring them back away from the window? Uh, what I would do is exactly spray, leave the soap on for 24 hours away from the window, and then if you possibly can, then take the hibiscus into the shower, turn on the shower, uh, obviously just you know lukewarm or room temperature water, and okay. wash the soap off. Okay. okay, well, I didn't leave it on for 24 hours. I only left it on for like uh, an hour or so. Oh, is that all? Okay. So, yeah, that's, but I thought that's, you know, that's what you told me last time when I called oh, did you. I? Okay. There's no problem leaving it on for the 24 hours. Yeah, you can leave as long as 24 hours, but yeah, out of the sun, and then I would do a rinse. And if you, like I said, if you can rinse in the shower, that's the best. Oh, well, that's how I did do it, because I have a handheld, so it's... Oh, perfect. They love that. They love going in the shower. And yeah. then drip dry in the shower, and then then back out into the sun. And then right. a week later, do the whole thing again. Okay. okay. All righty. We will persevere. <laughs> Good luck with that. Thanks, Shelley. Bye-bye. Thanks Bye-bye. for joining us here on The Garden Show. It's uh, 949, so let's take a little bit of a break here, Charlie. And uh, that call, uh, by the way, as as we wave uh, bye-bye to Shelley, that leaves an, a line open at 416-360-0740. That's Toronto line, okay? And then one 866 for uh, uh, the number anywhere in Ontario, toll-free. Okay, we'll be back then in just a moment here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, let's say hi to uh, Julie in Thornhill on the line waiting to talk to you. Charlie, hi. Good morning, uh, Julie. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Thank you my call. Our pleasure. What's going on? Um, I have um, maybe 40-year-old pyramidal cedars, not cedars, uh, oak trees, Mm -hmm. common oaks, Mm -hmm. and they have a mildew on the leaves. And the three of them now are are totally covered. There are a lot of bare spots, 
and uh, I'm wondering if they're dying or if there's anything I can do to or get somebody in to spray them or anything. Yeah, that age of a tree, I would get a certified arborist onto the property. Now, at this time of year, for the leaves to look kind of crummy is not unusual. No, I know. They've uh, done it, and it's been all summer. Right. Yeah. And so when what do you see? Is there like a mildew? You say like a... It's like a powdery mildew oh, okay. on uh, most of the leaves, and, and like uh, maybe a few new leaves will grow, but mm. within a couple of weeks, they'll go mildewy as well. Yeah, that's not good. And that, well, of course, this was a very wet summer, uh, has, and but you've been seeing that for a number of summers? Yeah, well, uh, it's gradually, uh, one tree was affected, and then um, I did have someone come in, but... Uh, they uh, they couldn't do anything, oh. and now the the three of them are, are all affected. Because I mean, usually when we end up with mildew problems uh, on older uh, plant material, it's because certain things have happened over those forty years. Obviously, the trees have gotten a lot bigger. Huge, yeah. Exactly, and they are there's less air circulation because of the size. There's less sun penetration be- again because of the size, and. Those are the kinds of conditions that lead to mildew and fungal problems. So when they were originally planted 40 years ago, you know, it was probably, you know, a lot less shade and a lot more air, and they were much healthier as a result. Probably what you do need is, like I say, a certified arborist to come in, and what they could do is they will thin the trees, so they'll thin out some of the dead, and they'll do this next spring, I would think, though they might, if they're highly talented arborists, be able to do it now, because they can identify dead and and alive wood with or without leaves attached. And um, remember as well that when we have fungal diseases on leaves, one of the things we have to do is we have to really, really practice good garden hygiene. So as those leaves do drop, because oaks do drop over a long period all winter, mm-hmm. you got to scamper out there and grab those leaves and like get them right off the property, get put them right into the green garbage bags, out to the landfill, because the spores are on the leaves and will reinfect the tree next spring if the leaves are kicking around the property. Yeah, I think the squirrels make their nests in there because a lot of dead wood keeps falling oh, and then right. it makes yeah. nice little places for them too. Yeah, uh, and the leaves are all tucked in yeah, there too. Yeah, and then I had two in the back mm-hmm. and now they're affected too. And uh, I think the squirrels have just passed the uh, mold around. Mm-hmm, perhaps. And of course, the other thing would be sometimes when, I mean, this happens like in the Christmas tree industry, for example, the trees are all planted together very closely and as they grow, they're thinned uh, from... It, every second tree. So that what perhaps might be the best thing for you to do is to consider having, you know, every second oak removed from the the line in which they're planted in, I imagine. And that, again, is going to open up some of that air and some of that ability for those plants to thrive. But, okay. Um, but, now, to get a, a certified uh, mm-hmm. arborist, uh, where would be the, the... I'm in Thornhill. So. Yeah. Do you have access to the internet? Yes. Okay. So go under International Society of Arboriculture, isa.org. Also, Landscape Ontario, isn't it? Uh, Landscape Ontario is all the members of the landscape industry. Oh, okay. So there are some arborists. Mm-hmm. Now, you can go try going through Landscape Ontario they'll ask for your postal code. You'll put that in and say, what are you looking for? Some, some people are looking for snow removal. Yeah, so yeah. you'll click on snow removal and you'll find out who services your area that's a member of Landscape Ontario. Mm-hmm. So you could do that with Arborist as well. Um, or like I say, go through the isa.org website. 
Okay, fine. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call, Julie. Okay, then. Bye-bye. All righty. Do we have time for one more call, do you think? If, 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 oh, for sure. All righty. Well, let's welcome Anne to the line from Toronto, just around the corner, probably. Hi. Good morning, Anne. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank good you morning. very much. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I bought some, I had some hyacinths growing in the summertime in pots, mm-hmm. and when the flowers had died off, the bulbs were very beautiful, big, and healthy. Mm-hmm. I put them in the garden to come mm-hmm. up for next spring. Great. And when I was clearing leaves the other day, they're already two inches above oh, ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Do no, don't worry. Them? Yep, just leave them alone. As a matter of fact, don't clear the leaves. Uh, if anything, go back, uh-huh. leave some leaves over top of those little sprouts that have come up. Okay. But otherwise, leave them alone. Leave them alone. They don't yeah. have to dig them up no, and replant no, them. No, no, no. Don't do that. Yeah, they, they vary naturally when we plant bulbs into our nice warm fall or right. late summer soil. Right. They right away start putting out roots. Oh. And if there's enough moisture and there's a little cool and a little warm and uh-huh. a little cool and a little warm, they will start to sprout. But don't worry. The, the, the bulbs will be fine next spring. Okay, then. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Well, Bye-bye. hey, there you go. Uh, there we've got through all our calls, and we have left a we little bit have, of time. haven't we? <laughs> we have done a <laughs> the fine royal job. Yeah. Oh, gee, she's she's <laughs> just nailing me this morning. I'm telling you, Sally, we you know, are just one amazing pair. <laughs> Uh, I, listen, I, I want to apologize to that lady, the very nice lady. Apparently, when folks have been calling, thinking they're calling <laughs> me or the, the garden us. show. Us. Yes, we, the royal. Uh, <laughs> I gave out a wrong number last week and this Don't week. Don't give it again. No, Don't confuse anybody. No, I'm not going to. Just but a I'm public gonna, apology. And the, the worst thing is... This this number is unlisted. Unlisted. Okay. It's so right. I, you can James call tried to, it after you know, the show. I will call her and apologize, apologize. and uh, <laughs> send her something for heaven's sakes. I'll send her James. You know, <laughs> there you go. He'll say, you know, up to the front door. <laughs> All right. Hello. So uh, yes, what about you? What are you doing this afternoon? Uh, I've got some uh, great uh, interviews coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Carol Jolly is going to talk all about Winterfest. Oh yeah, good. Which is uh, over this weekend, mm-hmm. and I uh, hopefully get a hold of. I know I can't. Um, David Warwick, who oh, yeah. is the conductor of uh, the Rose Theater Orchestra. So I'm going back to the Rose Theater. I was there last Tell night. Tell you should move show. to Brampton. Well, yeah, it's it's a hike up there. You know? I know, but it's worth it. It's nice. What a beautiful, beautiful theater. theater! Oh, it's gorgeous. Man, yeah. I was blown away. Yeah. Honestly, and so uh, it's the Christmas show for the Rose Theater yeah. Orchestra, and David. Uh, so he's there. Uh, he's their conductor yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm oh, going. I'm nice. going to dinner with the orchestra. Nice. At about five thirty. We're going to meet at. Uh, Cheers oh, yeah. for wings. Well, no, actually, not a cheers, <laughs> although I, not, I'm going back there at all. But it's uh, Zeffirelli's or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, you, you have a wonderful, wonderful time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I've got a whole bunch of family responsibilities I'm going to be doing today. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm off to – I've got children writing exams, and that's one of my oh, jobs is to uh, yeah. go grocery shopping and make sure they got food yeah. in the fridge and that sort okay. of stuff. Thanks, James. Thank you, James. Thank you, Franklin, as always. Thanks to our great callers. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.